Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. Um, this is an additional episode, and this is just one of those things I just need to rant a little bit, and it's it has a lot to do with what I'm trying to do with the Infinite Spark of Being, what it's always been since 2010, this kind of idea that's always been in my head. You'll notice that on, and I'm, you know, if you want to learn more about the go to the Infinite Spark of Being, I've got blah, blah, blah. But, okay. Um, you'll notice on some of the things, if you've been following this long, it says the Society for the Infinite Spark of Being. I've always had this idea of creating a community. Like the, the big dream would one day to have land or a complex or something and there's a reading room where members are allowed to rent books or check books out where they're like a library where you can stay there and read and it's a it's a really curated kind of like like a deep dive like you could find everything from you know the Gita to like uh, Petrova Blavatsky like you know like all these really you know deep kind of things and and I would love that right that would be something I'd like to do. And there's yoga classes, like real yoga classes, not this other shit that I find myself in. But, you know, in meditation, group meditation, kirtan, like really cool shit. So other s- stuff, you know. So that was always kind of my, my, my dream. It's always in my head, right? Um, and the books are a way that I express myself. And this third book called Awake, Finding Our Way Back Home is me sharing some of the practices that I do with people one-on-one that I give them to begin performing in their life that, again, brings about a certain transformation. Um, So it's always been that I wanted to create a community. And the thing is, is because the experiences I've had in spiritual communities is that it's a bunch of assholes It's just a bunch of fake weirdos in fucking costumes, you know? Um, I'm a regular person, um, and I just, like, some of my, like, all, like, some of my clients are just, like, so regular. They're just, actually, all of them are just regular people. They're not fucking, they they have jobs, they're trying to take care of their shit, and then they also have this inclining towards this expansion and consciousness and incorporating something a little more lofty into their everyday life. They don't have a trust fund where they're allowed to go live in a yoga community in the Bahamas because somebody's going to pay for their shit. Um, But what really kind of inspired me to do this episode... Um, is I man, I, I want to be a little anonymous because I don't because it could call I, I, there's good teachers at this yoga school there's good teachers at every yoga school and there's fucking dipshits at every like the place I go for yoga I had this one teacher she <clears throat> told the class that the thumb was the strongest finger on the hand and so we should be able to do some and all I could think was like oh you've You've never been climbing because, you know, it's called a finger pocket, not a thumb hole, 
right? Like your two middle fingers, your ring finger, your middle finger have the most tendons and shit connected to them. That's why they're the strongest. And that's why a finger pocket is used with those fingers and not your thumb, right? And she also said that a back bend was not about flexibility, but fearlessness. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you don't have any jujitsu injuries. Nice. So I'm somebody who has used my body I've made good use of it and there's injuries, there's weird little kinks and you know, like you can feel one of my discs sticking out sideways. Anyway, um, so there's yoga teachers that say asinine shit. And when I, again, when I say yoga, I'm obviously mean like Hatha yoga or whatever the, the fucking poses, right? I don't mean yoga in the broader sense, which is very frustrating to me, but I don't want to belittle the practice by just calling it stretching because we all know that if you've done it you know that it's not just stretching but poses asanas seat is what asana means which is also very interesting um but we can leave that alone um so anyway someone i'll just try to keep it as anonymous anonymous and cool as possible someone very 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 close to me wanted to do another yoga teacher training. A lot of people go through yoga teacher training, but they don't want to become yoga teachers. They just want to really deepen their practice and really engross themselves in it. This person has a fantastic job and would I have them committed to a mental institution if they quit it to do yoga teacher training, to be a yoga teacher. But, um, so the training was offered at this school down here. And the school, in my opinion, I've never been to it. I've known people that were there. I've known some of the teachers. It's very, um, it's geared for certain people. Um, and it became very apparent when this person very close to me said, you know, I'm really frustrated. I wanted to do another yoga teacher training and I wanted to do it with this teacher that I love, but she's doing it with these other two teachers that I'm not crazy about. Um, and they're only offering it from nine to five. And also the way it was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but the way it was spaced out, it was like, you can't get that kind of time off work. Even if you could, like you can't. It was like a week here, two weeks there, three weeks there. It was sparsed out really weird. And anyone with a fucking real job knows that nobody's going to sign off on that. Um, So it really drove home this question I had of like, so who the fuck is this for? They're already expensive as shit. The one I go to isn't that expensive. I think it's fucking pricey for what I put up with. I think it's fucking expensive. But... Like, who are you trying to teach yoga to? Like, I'm not going to say it. We all know who it is, right? When you schedule the yoga teacher training that way, and it's from nine to five, you know, when people are working, like, what? The thing that made Jesus and Buddha and Krishna, uh, I don't know about Ram, but like, they there was this aspect to them where they were breaking out of the 
uh, like Jesus. Jesus uh, upset the Pharisees and the rabbis because he was teaching to common people. He was associated with prostitutes and lepers and an odd amount of dudes falling around. And then uh, Buddha was teaching uh, this stuff to people outside of the Shastri class, outside of the Brahmin class. That's what made it special is that they were these rogue teachers. Uh, Krishna in the Gita taking the role of the charioteer, which was a low-class job. Um, and, and it's always these these people are... The, the, the point was, was to get to the everyman, right? Um, I love that some of my fucking clients are just dudes with like jobs that involve tools. They're not flaky fucking, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's people, it's real people with, you know, that have had a hard time and they're doing their the best they can. They got a little grit. They got a little, you know, um, they got crazy stories, you know, and, and I love it. And those are the people that I'm interested in teaching. Those are the people I want in a community. I don't like when Lama Losan would be out of town. We had this teacher, this guy who is part of our Sangha. I won't say his name. He was fucking awesome. He loved to garden. He never wore shoes. And he rode a Harley everywhere. And he'd sit up on the, the little, like, Tucket platform thing or whatever. And he would teach. And his feet looked like shit. He'd be wearing a black t-shirt and jeans. You know? And I just loved how, like, you know, he was just kind of gnarly, man. And, and I appreciated that about him. Um, I loved it. You know? I... I like when, you know, people aren't taking themselves so seriously. I, you know, and, and one of the things that, you know, people when they work with me one-on-one notice like, oh, all of a sudden we have the same problems because we're the same thing. I may have been like going up the mountain longer so I can look back and go, hey, there's a weird bridge at this turn and you're going to have to watch out for this. That's the only, I'm not special in the and and you know I just been doing it longer. I've invested more time. I've had the I've had the luxury in my life of living in a place at one point where I was offered a lot of opportunities to spend time with a lot of people. And I also had like the gumption to just go fuck. I'm not going to read a book about the thing. I want to go do the thing. So this idea that some of this stuff, in my opinion, becomes unattainable to other people. Like the practices that I designed for these people are meant for, like this is my distillation of everything that I've learned over the years. Like this is what it really is. It's it's repetition, it's language, it's meditation, which is just getting the mind to settle down, which isn't as hard as it sounds. Um, but there's something infuriating to me about this. And I can I can only speak for South Florida. I can't speak for anywhere else, right? Like down here, it's apparent who, and some of you are listening to this and, and I know who you are. Um, check your shit. Who are you talking to? Like who the fuck do you want in these classes? 
you know, like, look at the schedule. Like, what's up? Like, to me, I look at it like, this is fucking rude. And it's very clear to me that, like, you're interested in taking my money, but you don't want to offer me, but you're not interested in offering the, the, the ability to make it possible for these working people to do this. You want to keep it within a certain tax bracket so you can afford your nice car that you show up at the yoga studio in. That's what's happening. Prove me wrong. Change your schedule. Change your pricing. But this is like, it's fucking nuts, man. And, and a lot of you know work with me. Like if you tell me like that you can't afford something, we'll do a sliding scale. I'm not interested in you not getting this information. Um, I don't get it. Um, but it's just very frustrating to me. It's been something that's been on my mind for a long time. And what's interesting is that at one point, I had a very, <laughs> had a very harsh view of the yoga community. And then I met someone who showed me that I'm probably wrong about some of it. But now, like, so the pendulum swung, swung one way, swung the other. And now I'm back in the middle where I'm like, no, I'm, you're right. There's some wonderful people here, but I'm also right. You know, like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, like, what do you want to teach them? You know, another thing while we're on the topic, if you're going to use the word heal, I think you need to know what the word means. And I don't think you're using it right when you call them healing bowls. Just saying. This goes back to your, a general you, are offering an experience with no integration. I'm not offering anyone an experience. You want experience? Go take acid. You want to change some shit in your life, the way your mind interacts with the world, the way your mind relates to stimuli, the way your mind relates to love, relationships, works, all that stuff. We can talk. But this shit where like you just want to fucking feel weird for a while, go take ayahuasca with somebody in fucking South Beach and then go back to your weirdo relationship and hate everybody else. It's the same thing when people go to church, praise Jesus, motherfuck everybody on the way home, get home, watch the game, drink beer. It's spiritual tourism. You're there to take pictures. You're not there to be a local. You don't want to live there. Because if you live there, you got to think about what you're doing. you got to think about, like, who the fuck are these classes for? Who's this yoga teacher training for? Who's this for if, like, nobody can go to it but these very wealthy and elite people? Interesting. Because if you, if you were to get into it, then, you know, to really read and to really apply things, like, you might have to change what you're doing. So there I I got to put a warning at the at the at the fucking in the title of this thing like this is I just needed to say this what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to help you know um and I think that so we have the $10 like I'm doing the $10 a month like that's like one Wednesday every month and that includes like the email with like the topic and the whatever some reading stuff, often things that you've probably never heard of, things that you've never seen, stuff you've never considered, and then we get into that. Uh, But I'm doing a $20 tier where it's two emails and two gatherings 
Um, but I want to keep, I don't know. I want to, cause I like, fuck, I want to increase the frequency of the meeting and I want to, to create some sort of a community. That's my goal. Um, yeah. And I don't see why we can't do that. Uh, and whether you guys connect outside of that and leave that up to you, you know, via email, text or whatever, but, um, yeah, I want to make it more interactive. There's, but something's got to happen. I, and I, I, like, I go to yoga. I love going to yoga. The other night, or was it last night, my girlfriend went to yoga and I didn't go because I'm kind of nursing. So I, I was just wiped out yesterday, but also kind of let my back heal. Um, but I was like jealous because it's amazing. It's amazing practice, but it can't be the only thing you do. Um, you've got to do other things. Uh, on a side note, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I was on this podcast and the lady was talking about the Greek philosophers and that they were very physical and that there was some sort of a, like a reason for it that it opened up their minds being for them. It made me think of the Seneca quote. Um, I think it's, we treat the body rigorously so that the mind will obey. So I think it's helpful to have that practice, but I also think you got to find, it's another thing, man, you got to find a teacher that is willing to take time and show you how to do it right. I haven't found that. Well, I mean, I did years ago, right? Um, Prem, uh, this woman, Prem Shakti was, uh, the, um, she said something to me once and it's, I've, I've heard it other places since then so I don't know if she coined it but she would always say it's not about the depth of the pose it's about the integrity of the pose right so when I go to a yoga class and I hear someone going push push your final push like what the fuck like take it easy you know because I hurt my back in yoga thinking that uh, I took yoga teacher's advice and I said alright we'll push give it a shot and there we go um, but if you're a yoga teacher and you're listening to this, think about what you're doing. Who is that yoga teacher training for? Who are you talking to? Um, and I get it. Some of you guys that go to that one special little school down here, you want to keep certain people out. You're not fooling me, fuckface. I, I know what you're doing. I hate it. I like it. On one, on one hand, I get it. On another hand, hmm. I don't know. And the other problem is that you create this this idea of the walled garden. You know, and, and I, I it's fine. You know, it's your prerogative if you want to create this closed off thing and da 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 da. But um I don't know, I can tell you for years I did free Dharma teaching at uh at different places down here. I would do it for free. Um And I just, I don't know. I just wanted to rant about this. I just want to create some that, like, you guys can all learn from. And, get, and I hope this podcast helps with that. Um, I realized on the new website I want to do a book list, like a reading list, to, you know, because people are always asking me about that. Um, anyway... Yep, if you're interested in booking one-on-one time, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com, click the About button, read a little bit about me, what I have to offer you. Uh, if you want to start a practice, 
Start a meditation practice. Deepen the one you've got. You want to, I don't know, uh, deepen your understanding of, of spirituality in general. I have information for you. Um, if you are interested in what's mentioned in that about page, uh, thought transformation or restructuring, which is something I've developed over the years that's helped a lot of people with trauma, a lot of people with a racing mind, anxiety, ruminating, thinking, things like that. It's been very helpful for them. Um, I'm doing it virtually now, which before I was not really offering it virtually. Um, but I am now. I've had a lot of success with it virtually, so I'm just going to I'm going to keep going. Um, if you want me to come do a talk at your yoga school, um, or you want me to do a workshop or something, uh, reach out. I'll reach out through email, Instagram, direct message. I think I'm going to start pushing uh, some stuff on Facebook. I don't, I've kind of neglected it, but I'm just not that active on it. Probably should be. Anyway, um, that was my rant about spiritual communities. You know, I'll tell you, so it's funny. I moved back down to South Florida and I wanted to find a new Sangha and, you know, and there wasn't a Kagyu lineage down here. So I found one, some other lineage nearby and I was like, oh, check it out. And I went on their Facebook page just to look around. I was like, this is too much costume. Like, everyone was, like, dressed like they're going to India. Or they're going to, like, pretend. You know what it reminded me of on The Office? When they went to the, um, Diwali, Kelly's Diwali Festival. And, like, Dwight was wearing, like, Ryan. I think Dwight and Ryan were wearing, like, their get-up. It reminds me of that. And I'm like, what are we doing? I don't know. Just be yourself. The teachings are valid. You don't have to wear a scarf. Um... Anyway, I love you. I know this was a rant. You're very patient with me, and you're also supportive, and I love it. Thank you. Thank you.